Good morning. I have to tell you that last Sunday during the Christian Education Hour, which was known at that time and has been known for the last couple of weeks as Coffee with the Curate, I was taken a bit off guard when we ended the hour with a proclamation from said curate that this Sunday we would focus on what the rector did for his summer vacation. And that's what we just did this last hour. Not exactly all of it, but a good portion of it. Now, I've certainly been very blessed again this summer to get away for a couple of rounds of summer vacation, both of which were focused, as they usually are, especially when you have a three-year-old, on trips to visit your distant family. And for us, as all of you know, that's Ireland and Kentucky. And I did, back in June, if you remember, spend some time talking during the Christian Education Hour and showing photos of my summer trip to visit Audrey's family in Ireland, trying hard not to just make it about cute pictures of my daughter, which were easy, but trying to show that there was a good connection between the time spent on vacation and the importance of Christian Sabbath time, which Lisa had been talking about in her first class with us. But I have to tell you, our trip to Ireland is a very long way away from the second vacation that we went on to visit my family in Kentucky for the week of the 4th of July. I mean, if any of you'd like to see beautiful photos of my sweet grandmother, or maybe photos of all the hot dogs I managed to eat for Independence Day, I'm happy to show them to you. But I'm guessing that they weren't going to be nearly as exciting as tales from the Emerald Isle. So all of these facts really left me with just one more thing to present this morning, which really was the only true vacation time I had away from the usual visits with family this summer. And that was the drive that I was on a couple of weekends ago from Boston, Massachusetts, over to the Catskill Mountains in upstate New York to sit for five days in the holy presence of one of my all-time favorite music heroes, English guitarist, singer-songwriter Richard Thompson. To put it another way, I went to a very, very fancy guitar camp where for a week I took classes with great teachers on Celtic fingerstyle guitar and the hybrid guitar picking styles of Richard Thompson, and I took some songwriting sessions with both Richard Thompson and with Patty Griffin, who herself is one of the most important and great Americana folk music singer-songwriters of the last 20 years. And I'll just be completely honest with you. I drove over to this master music camp in the Catskills looking forward to soaking in the music of some great musicians and not being a priest for at least a week. Now, I certainly do not think I am anywhere near the level of a hard-working evangelist as those 12 apostles with Jesus and the Gospel of Mark this morning. But I'm not going to lie to you either. There's usually at least a couple of moments every year where I feel I can personally identify with the opening passage of Scripture from Mark that we just heard. Just to remind you, Mark chapter 6, verses 30 through 33 say this, The apostles gathered around Jesus, and they told him all that they had done and taught. And Jesus said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and the apostles had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to the deserted place by themselves. 
I'm telling you, when I hear that, all I can say is Jesus says it, I believe it, that settles it. We need to get away. So when I rented that car and I drove out of the great city of Boston toward the New York state line, remembering again all that had been coming and going here at this church over the last six months, I was more than ready to find that deserted place Jesus mentioned his disciples all by myself and find a way to rest for a little while. And like I said, I was totally planning when I arrived at this guitar songwriting camp to avoid telling anyone I met what my vocation was. I wanted this time to be just a rank and file guitar playing musician. And I was so looking forward to completely avoiding whatever stress was coming out of Austin during that very same week when the Episcopal Church's general convention was meeting. My plan was just to keep my head down, keep the collar hidden, and my identity a secret. Well, as Robert Burns, the great Scottish poet, once said, the best laid schemes of mice and men, how often they go askew. And go askew, it did, almost from the beginning. Because you know what? As much as I wanted to just be a musician, the more I tried to put on that mask, the more I realized how silly it really was. For I am nothing but what I am. And when I arrived at this camp, I couldn't help but realize immediately that I was in fact surrounded by a whole host of people, 140 total, who were all trying to do the very same thing. Yes, there were about 20 or 30 folks in this group who were below the age of 25, and the skill of these younger kids and the skill that they were developing in their songwriting, their singing was truly on the level of talent that might possibly lead them to be professional and even famous singer, songwriters, and musicians someday. But beyond that, almost everyone else was my age or older, some a lot older, and what they were doing was exactly what I was there to do, live for a week as a little something different, something else. We were taking what could only, for the majority of us, really, if we were honest, just be a little above a hobby. And for a brief period of time, we were pretending that it was much more than that. And don't hear me wrong. Some of these folks that I met were writing some great songs. Some had absolutely gorgeous singing voices, and some were pretty darn good guitar players. But the truth is this, only the folks who were teaching us the classes were really the professionals, living out the triumphs and the struggles that all of us dream about when we think about our favorite popular musicians. So there I was, stuck again in the middle of the truth, trying to redirect my imagination and live into something that I've had to learn over the last 10 years, which is that no matter what I imagine myself to be, I have only one thing that I've ever been truly called to be, and that one thing, of course, is an Episcopal priest and a disciple of Jesus. And as much as I'd like to say to you that that's always an easy thing for me to do, when you've been working hard, and you need a break. Sometimes you find yourself wanting desperately to put that mask on and do something else. And it's even quicker for you than it is easy to stay connected to the truth. And I was there with so many good folks who were on that very same boat, most with guitars, writing and singing songs about getting older. So I just tried to settle in 
play guitar and focus on learning my first Irish slip jig in 9-8 time. But the whole time that was going on, I couldn't help but continue to realize that I wasn't all that far away from writing the same songs that I was hearing at that camp. So much for my plans of summer vacation. Well, actually, isn't it simply another one of the struggles that all of us have in our lives from time to time? Take out all those musical terms and descriptions I just mentioned and replace them with those things that mean something to you. Maybe it's football or baseball or beach volleyball. Maybe it's being a chef or being a member of a triathlon or taking photography. Maybe it's writing poetry or trying to paint that wonderful masterpiece. These are all things that so many of us enjoy doing in our days off or when we have time. But unless you're a professional athlete or you're a personal trainer or you're a published author, let's face it, it is something that we can at best just be known as enthusiasts of. But still, we have to remember that even being enthusiast helps us stay balanced and healthy in what is a very busy life we all lead. But what can happen is that if you really love your hobby, like me, and I really love my guitar playing, there's going to be those moments when you catch yourself wishing or at least considering that it would be like what it would be like to turn your hobby into something else, something that you focus on alone, something that suddenly identifies you in that professional and rare category in whatever you're working at. That was me, at least on the drive over to the camp in the Catskills. From the middle of that moment I arrived on, it was something quite different. For while I was there at camp last week, I met a guy just a few years younger than me who had a tremendous amount of things in common with me, I quickly discovered. Beyond the music, like me, he'd grown up in Kentucky. And I can tell you, in a camp in the Catskills, that was a rarity. And he even had family that came from the same town I came from. As we talked and we moved out of the discussions about music and the place where we were staying there in the mountains, it only took a very short amount of time before he asked me the question that I'd been working so hard to avoid. Not, what did I do in my spare time, but what did I do for a living? Half expecting that he'd apologize immediately for the bad choice of words and a few really nasty jokes he told me in our conversation, I went ahead and let it out and let him know that I was in fact an Episcopal priest. And you know what? Right there in that cool evening in those beautiful mountains under the most incredibly starry sky that I'd seen in a very long time, I found myself beginning to talk more and more about the one thing that I really only have as a professional status symbol within, and that is spiritual life and Christianity. We must have talked for well over an hour on everything from the Baptist and Holiness churches we'd both grown up in in the hills of Kentucky to the spiritual connections that we were able to find in sound and music and religious faiths, varieties of religious faiths, to my own personal explanation for why in our very messed up and materialistic world today, I firmly believe both spiritual practice and Christian faith is so important and even essential in our health and our survival. It was in that moment that it suddenly dawned on me that as much as I wanted nothing but rest and leisure, 
And as much as we were both there to do little more than sit at the feet of our own musical gurus and pretend that we were on some different level than what we actually were, the truth was deep inside, we were both just two guys seeking for some more direction and some inspiration in the middle of our lives. We were both sheep looking for a shepherd. And once again, I realized in that moment in those mountains that there was really only one shepherd that could direct us to what we as human beings have always been seeking, whether we want to admit it or not. And one shepherd who could connect all those dots in our busy lives and find a way to inspire us to live into the only thing that we will ever be able to be, which is who we are right here and right now. I'm not sure my friend walked away feeling totally convinced by what I had to say. But after I tried hard to help him reconnect with the faith of his own past and his own forebears, it certainly said all to me that I needed to hear again. Brothers and sisters, everything in our life can, and if we let it, reconnect us to that which we are all really seeking down below everything else. There's no question that Jesus and his disciples themselves needed that break. There's no question that they needed to get away to a quiet place by themselves. No question that they needed leisure from the hard work of sharing and teaching this new gospel message. But as the gospel of Mark says this morning, many people saw them going and recognized them and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. And Jesus went ashore, and as he did, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And Jesus began to teach them many things. We all will have our moments when we are the sheep desperately searching to find that shepherd again. Maybe it'll be as it often is in the midst of extremely hard times and experiences. Maybe it will be in the middle of the stormy changes and chances that life is always throwing our way. Maybe it will be when we ourselves find that we're losing our way. Maybe it will be when we've burned out a bit, when we need some rest and respite, and when we need a summer vacation. No matter when we find ourselves in those situations, We have to return to the fact that there's only one shepherd who is always there, always ready to show us compassion, always ready to forgive us and redirect us, always there to inspire us and give us hope. That shepherd would teach us and lead us, and yes, he will heal us no matter where we are. That shepherd will remove the many masks that we continue to put on over and over and over again. And he will begin to reveal to us finally that which we were truly created to be as human beings, as those made in the image of God. He will reveal to us that we are God's children called to live into the moment and to be the hands and the feet of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because that is who that shepherd is. Jesus Christ, our Savior. It was a great summer vacation. And I hope and pray that your summer vacation, whatever it shapes up to be, wherever it shapes up to take you, whether it's just into a different room in your house or somewhere far away, 
I hope and pray that no matter what it does for you, it is leading you to find the shepherd that wants to save you and to heal you and to inspire you. Amen.